Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert, Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, one of my good friends is on the line and we're so lucky that we have her to join us. Her name is Miss Lindsay Phillips. It's a great name. She is the owner of Smooth Sailing Online Support. She is a self-confessed organizational freak and appointed taskmaster, project ninja, and warrior VA for life and business coaches, accountants, and other online entrepreneurs across North America. Through her amazing VA team, she supports emerging entrepreneurs who are seeking fast-paced business growth, but have finally come to the realization that they can't do it alone, do it all, and do it well. So for those that don't know what a VA is, it means virtual assistant. So we have a gal who knows so much about online marketing and social media today on our show. So let's give a big welcome to Miss Lindsay Phillips. Welcome, Lindsay. Thanks so much, Lindsay. (laughs) Did I miss anything in that intro that you would like to add? Any more specialties? No, I don't think so. I think it covered it all. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So tell me a little bit. Let's just, let's get to know you a little bit. Tell me a little bit about smooth sailing online support and what exactly you do for people. Sure thing. I know. Whenever I say VA, it's amazing how many people don't know that term yet. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But so how I explain it is kind of like, you know, a lot of businesses are virtual. They do online marketing. They have an online presence or social media marketing. marketing, um, And they need some back end, for lack of a better term, support or, you know, administrative assistant or someone just to help them kind of with those moving pieces um, in the background. And the great thing about it, it being virtual, is that, of course, you don't need to hire someone uh, directly in your geographical location. Um, so, yeah, most of my all my clients are in the States, all over the place. Um, and we help them with their social media, their email marketing, video marketing, um, their website updates, launches, online events, um, on it goes. Customer service, admin, it's a long list. <laughs> it is a long list. And let me, let me actually, let me, let me make that even a bit more clear. When I came, when I finally had the realization of like what a VA is and like this is like what they do, like Lindsay is really good at it. So tell me if I'm right or wrong, but you have some clients that are extremely into internet marketing. They make they get all their a lot of clients from um, online marketing, whether that's SEO, webinars, um, email sequences, whatever. And essentially, tell me if this is right. This is my impression. They come to you and say, Lindsay, I want to run a webinar. It's called this. Okay, go get a whole bunch of people to sign up and then I'll sit and talk. Yep, that's exactly it. I mean, there's so much like no one really realizes all that techie stuff that's in the back end, you know, setting up webinar jam linking it to your, you know, your CRM and your email system, the thank you pages, the landing page. Oh, there is so much to it. There's so much to it. There's so many little tiny moving parts that has to get set up. And then there's the, you know, autoresponders and there's the promo email, social media posts, um, the follow up and the replay afterwards. And then if you are doing a webinar, of course, there's slides, there's any call to action or any links that you have to provide. 
Um, hey, there's my phone. To, um... She's very busy as well. It's probably one of her big internet marketing clients. I have too many phones. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Yeah. So again, there's, there's so many pieces and it's, you know, so many entrepreneurs, you don't have to learn all that stuff. You know, you can do what you do best and speak and write or coach or whatever. And then a VA and myself can kind of help with all those pieces. Yeah, because there's a ton of pieces. So is it as simple as someone being like, I understand how important webinars are and how they can bring me business. I'd like to do a webinar on X. And will you literally, will you write the marketing? Will you do everything else? And essentially, we'll come up with a day and I can sit and give my webinar? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't, some people write their own material and their own emails. Yeah, as long as I know the bullet points of what someone will learn in the webinar, for instance, um, or online event or whatever, then yeah, I'll come up with the emails, the the content, and then obviously they approve it or tweak it accordingly. Some of my clients give me the content and then I apply it. So everyone works a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, and I'm happy to kind of step everyone through the processes. Okay, here's what I need. You know, what do you want to take on? What do you want us to take on? So, um, so wow. it fits, fits your scenario. So tell me this, and I, and I have the same struggle in the back of my head sometimes because we do all these magical internet marketing things for clients and they end up getting, you know, they sell packages and they make a lot of money based on a lot of the work that we do. Do you do all of this stuff for yourself or is it like the cobbler's kids where it's like you just don't have time and you're just too busy doing it for clients? <laughs> Stinker. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, that is so true. Because you know everything, have, right? Like you uh, could yeah, run a webinar for and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've been, again, you know, growing my business, of course, helping other people grow theirs. And yeah, you know, good or bad, my focus is definitely on my client and kind of growing my team. Um, but I, I'm getting there. I've got my own business coach, um, the wonderful Jim Palmer that you know mm -hmm. with Dream Business uh, Coaching. Um, so yeah, I'm launching my own podcast show soon and my videos and, um, I don't know if I'll get into webinars quite yet, but, um, but yeah, kind of getting out there with more exposure for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we like have all of the tools and we need to just like forget about the clients and just do it for ourselves. <laughs> done, but yes. <laughs> In an ideal world. I'm kidding, clients. We love you. Okay. <laughs> let's talk. Now let's let's segue into launches. So I know you do like, because uh, we talk a lot and you say, I'm doing a launch and like, there's a bunch of work. Like, um, sometimes I don't, you know, why don't you, why don't you go into like, what exactly you launch and the mm -hmm. process of that? Like, what is a launch and what is it for? Yeah, I know that kind of buzzword is uh, thrown out there quite a bit. Oh, I'm doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> so tell uh -uh. us. For sure. So many people, and again, a lot of my clients have launched books. I uh, work with a lot of authors. Um, same with info products um, or even live events. But I would say mainly with books and info products. Like, for instance, right now I'm launching an info product for our client and we're actually doing a pre-launch just to get things even more confusing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, First of all, can you explain to us, for those that don't know, what an info product is? And then tell oh, us about pre-launch sure. and launch. Yeah, you bet. Um, so an info product is more like, um, I'll give an example. So someone has a, an audio interview that they've done with someone and it's got a lot of amazing content in there. You get the transcript, you put it on a, a CD, and then it's packaged. 
So any kind of packaged product where there's usually, you know, paper, if you will, something to read, and there's DVDs or CDs where you can watch the videos or listen to the audio. Um, sometimes they come with a few extra things or like an ebook or something, but kind of like a packaged product like that, that you can consume digitally, but also sometimes even it's mailed to you as an actual, you know, thing, so to speak. And are they usually purchased? Are they like yes. an opt-in thing? How much do they yeah. run? Would you say, can you give us some kind of range? Gosh, anywhere from 97, I've seen up to 497. It kind of depends how much content is in there and the value of it. Okay. Um, and then some people, you know, will sell it at 97 or 197 to start with at their launch and then it'll go up by a hundred. But I would say anywhere between, you know, 97 to 497 ish is kind of the going rate, if you will. Okay. So pre-launch, tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, for this client, we're following the Jeff Walker model. So if anyone doesn't know him, um, Google him, he's, he's quite a leading expert. Um, so the pre-launch is kind of like where you survey your list um, hey, I'm thinking about doing this kind of a product or this kind of a service. Um, really want your input. And then obviously you give them a gift um, for filling out the survey. So you're kind of like seeding the list, like, hey, kind of paving the way for what's to come, right? And then so once that done, there's like another uh, email sequence that goes out and you want them to opt in for something. So this one we're doing is a video series, so kind of like a sideways sales letter where you're kind of, you're getting them to opt in to view all these videos and then, which is great content. I mean, it's a standalone, you know, free opt-in. But then by the fourth video, um, that's going to go to the video and the landing page of the actual info product. So you're really kind of paving people through this journey, giving them all this content that they're ingesting and absorbing. And they're like, yeah, he's the expert. Oh my God, he has such great things to say. I can really learn from him. Um, and then, you know, by the time they get to the landing page of the info product, then they're totally primed to buy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you need a big list to like pre-launch? Um, do you need a big list to do a pre-launch? Otherwise you should just stick with a launch. Like tell me list size and how it affects your launch. And if, if you should even bother with quote unquote launching an info product or a book, if you have zero list, um, you do want to have, a, I think it's definitely more advantageous to have a list because they're already, for lack of better terms, warm leads, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're going to have more success. I mean, I don't know stats in respects to numbers and list size and what exactly has been tested, but I would definitely say that the whole pre-launch launch would be something for more of a sizable um, email list. Um, again, I, I don't really know numbers or stats in respects to that. Um, but here's a cool thing that let's say you do have a list, but it's not huge. And obviously you're going to promote, like, let's say you're launching a book. You do obviously want to, you know, promote it on social media, your list, but you can actually, um, have a launch team and have your peers or anybody that's, you know, even in your mastermind group or, you know, Facebook groups that you have that can help you launch. So for instance, let's say I invite you to be on my launch team, so to speak, I would give you an incentive. Hey, you're going to get a free book. You're going to get a copy of my book, this, that, and the other. 
And then once they opt in and get approved, they get this page full of all this material. So then there's copies of the emails, copies of an easy mention, copies of social media posts, graphics, so that that person is going to promote your book for you. Love it. So you're totally expanding your reach and obviously, you know, the chance of your book being buy, bought and, you know, just introducing yourself to other people that are not necessarily in your circle and on your list. Um, so, yeah, having a launch team and inviting people to help you launch your book. Again, making sure that you give them incentives and some sort of like thank you gift. Yeah, it's a great way. So it's essentially getting with people that you already have a relationship mm. with and asking them to kind of borrow their list kind of because you're at pretty much asking them to email yeah. about your book and stuff like that. But yeah. it works because you already have this relationship with them. And in theory, their list would be interested in your book or whatever you're launching. Yeah, totally. Awesome. That's a that's an excellent point. So even if you have a baby list, you yeah. can use the you can use the um, borrow your friends lists. Yep. And there system. are workarounds and then, you know, getting on other people's podcast shows and then at the end, you know, obviously talk about a topic that's in your book and then you're going to be promoting the book and where they can buy it and that kind of thing. Um, so getting on other people's podcast shows um, would be another great uh, part of your launch kind of sequence. Awesome. So what are the necessary pieces of software you would need in order to do a launch? Um, obviously a website, a, a dedicated landing page for whatever it is that you're, you're selling. If it's a, a sell, like a product or a book that you're selling for $24.99, so to speak, then obviously you need the back end of an e-commerce, whether it's one shopping cart or Infusionsoft or, or whatever, uh, assuming you'd already have that into place. Yeah, your emails, your social media posts, um, autoresponders for when people do buy it, because you want them, I'm assuming, not just to buy the book, but you want that trickle effect and kind of bring them into the sales funnel where you want them to A, join your coaching program or B, go to your big time live event. Um, so you definitely want to market to them after they purchase whatever it is um, to kind of pull them into that sales funnel to, to meet your ultimate goal. Awesome. So are there any misconceptions about launches that you would like to set everyone straight on today that you know of? Oh, gosh. Um... You know what? There is one thing and that, and I sort of feel like, you know, someone will write a book and then they put it on their website and then that's kind of about it, but they don't feel that, I don't know, it's not worthy of a full on launch mm. and that hype and the, those efforts. But I'm like, you are never too small. Like that is your book. That is your, your new business card, so to speak. And, and lends itself to your expert status and your credibility. It's like, you can do the full launch, even if it is your first book or you've, and just to get over that mindset too of, oh, it doesn't have value. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that every, like most of my customers definitely deal with. And it's like, everyone feels like that. So you'd need to act important and put it out there because the only way you're going to succeed is if you put totally. yourself out there. So that is yeah. excellent. I love that. Absolutely. The other thing I run into with launches is that people think it's like super easy almost. It's like, yeah, put up a landing page and do this. But Correct me if I'm wrong, there is like a million bazillion moving parts. They all definitely need to be tested like multiple times to make yeah. sure that the system works. And like 
if one small, th- it's kind of like uh, a Rue Goldberg machine where if like one thing goes wrong, the whole thing kind of like oh, derails, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and there's one thing too that I forgot to mention in uh, with launches and part of what you do, Lindsay, is with the, the pay-per-click and the Facebook ads, you know, with launches, you want to promote it as well in that way. Or you can even promote like a free chapter of your book as the opt-in and then, you know, that way they get into the email list and then you can email them to purchase the book and be part of the launch that way as well. Um, and then obviously doing the Facebook ads for, for the free opt-in. Um, again, to gain more exposure, you know how many leads you can get just from a Facebook ad. It's crazy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about list building. Do you help clients brainstorm about what would be good list builders or do they come to you and you basically implement? Tell me... How involved you are in list building? That's a good question. Every client's a little bit different. I mean, some clients are more VIP than others. Some clients I have more of a strategic or vision role where we have meetings about, you know, the next six months and how you can grow and that kind of thing. And where some clients, I don't have that role. So, you know, I definitely make suggestions. (laughs) And, you know, I'll say, hey, what about this? And kind of lay those seeds. But obviously, it's their final decision um, on how they want to move forward. Some clients, again, I only do social media marketing and that part of the puzzle. And that's it. Um, One of the things that I do, it's amazing how many um, people don't do it, is cross, I don't know, for the lack of better terms, cross-reference marketing. So, like, on your Facebook you know, promote signing up for the newsletter, you know, promote your Twitter page so that you're, when you're on Facebook, it's not just one thing. And then for your Twitter followers, Hey, connect with me on Facebook or, you know, obviously promote your opt-ins that you have on your social media on a regular basis to, cause you do get more people coming in on your social media platforms, following you and so forth. And then same with if they share it with other people and expand your reach that way. That's perfect. That's a good tip. Cross-referencing, I sort of call it. That's that's a great tip. So what are your, um, do you have a favorite kind of opt-in right now? One that you're, um, that you're seeing actually is working or is it just dependent upon the industry and the client? I would definitely say dependent on the client. I have noticed a downplay in webinars, people clicking to opt-in for webinars. I don't know if webinars are just being saturated, um, but I sort of feel like that's gone down a little bit for, for my experience with a couple of my clients and that they're more interested in like the instant gratification, like the, the report or the checklist or the ebook or free chapter. I, some people are even doing like the video series or opt in to watch a free video. Um, so those are really kicking up. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's an excellent point. So, but we can both agree that it has to be something of great value, right? Yeah. And you have to know your audience, right? And, and feel free to survey your audience, whether it's, you know, on social media or on your email list, like, Hey, what topics resonate with you? You know, do you prefer to listen to a podcast or do you prefer to watch a video? So finding out what they want as well is definitely key and, and testing, you know, right now we're doing with a client, um, we're doing like an, an ebook, but we're doing an audio version of it. And then also a video version. The landing pages are going to be exactly the same. So mm-hmm. everything's going to be the same. The Facebook ads are going to be the same. So we're testing um, this person's audience to see which one 
gets the most clicks and opt-ins and which one resonates with the audience best, whether it's video, audio, or the actual printed ebook. So I'm really excited to see what the results will be after that. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. Okay, so let's go to, let's talk a little bit about social media. What are your favorite social media platforms? Which ones do you see the most like um, results with? I love Twitter. I, I Wow. I know. I, I was not expecting that. No, <laughs> I really fought it at first. And I was like, oh, I can't get into this. But once I got in and then I actually started to engage and talk to people and there's such quick little snippets, right? Like whether it's a picture or you can delve in as much as you want and click the link and go into the blog. And I've just had really good responses and people interested in what I'm doing. And I've actually had a couple of good uh, prospects and leads come in through Twitter. Um, LinkedIn, I secretly hate. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know what it is. Some people love it and, and I can see the value in it. And again, it, it depends on your audience as well and just sort of your own personal preference, I guess. But I have a couple of clients where they do really well and get great connections and great leads pulled into their sales funnel, going to their events through LinkedIn. I just, it's, I just don't like it, but that's just me, right? Everyone has, Everyone their, own. has their favorite. Yep. Yeah. And I know Instagram is huge and I'm actually just signed up for my own Instagram account. So I'll be on Instagram eventually here. Um, we'll and, share, we'll share your handle on the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't quite got there yet, but, um, but yeah, I, and it's like, you know what, don't, there's so many out there. Don't feel that you have to do them all. Just pick a few that you really like and stick to them. Be consistent in your posts um, engage with people, share, like what they're doing. That's the key. I mean, you could go crazy. I, I see some people's websites and they have like eight buttons on there. I'm like, holy hand, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and Facebook, it has its value, but it's okay. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I was not expecting Twitter to be your super favorite and everything else to get a lukewarm response from you. <laughs> I don't know because I, I love Facebook. So I actually thought you'd be rah rah Facebook. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I get value. I have good, strong connection. I guess I'm disengaged by the whole page thing, right? I, I love how like people connect on your profile and your comments, but I just feel like people don't quite hop from the profile to the page. Mm, that's um, fair. And, and I find that a little bit frustrating. That's fair. And yeah. So that's my only frustration. But I know I do value the relationships that I have with people on Facebook and I do engage and I do connect and same with the groups. But yeah, with the whole page thing, I'm kind of... Fair enough. So let's just talk about Twitter real quick. I have you for about seven more minutes. What? So what is your Twitter strategy? And do you execute that for your clients too? Or is this just a Lindsay thing? I definitely post, uh, you know, make sure that there's a post on a regular basis connect to your blog, you know, as my videos and my podcast will go, obviously I'll be linking to those. Um, definitely, you know, you don't go crazy with the hashtags, have one or two well-placed hashtags that make sense. Don't do a hashtag just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I see people do the hashtags for like odd words. And I'm like, that's not even a real searchable thing. <laughs> and you can even, you test it. You know, if you go on your Twitter and you search hashtag, whatever it is, and you see that there's nothing, then don't use that as a hashtag because um, it's just kind of a moot point. Um, you know, using the at symbol to connect to other people um, is a really good way as well. Images, definitely images on Twitter. 
Um, and then the other thing um, that I make sure is um, the number of people that you're following versus the number of followers that you have. Um, so for instance, let's say you're following a thousand people, but only 400 are following you. Uh-huh. It just gives you a bad rap, right? It makes you look like you're just clicking and following people for the sake of it, trying to grow your, your following list as opposed to having, I mean, it's not an, it is a numbers thing, but it's like quality is better than quantity. In all things social media, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and email list size. Engagement that you have. And, and are people really resonating with what you're posting? Are they liking it or are they comment? That's the only thing I care about. I mean, I get excited when new people follow me naturally. Um, but don't get really hung up on that. And, and again, I usually kind of give it like a, a hundred mark. So if you're following 500, if you're people that are following you, if that number is 400, then maybe make sure that you're following, you know, four to 500. Because you can, if people aren't following you back, you can unfollow them to take that number, those numbers down. Yeah. And there's lots of cool tools you can use to do that, like automatically almost too. Yeah, totally. And um, I don't do a lot of social media monitoring. There's a couple clients that I do that for, but we don't do that as a regular basis um, for the social media marketing in general in respects to content and scheduling. I just make sure that we're consistent and that um, there's a lot of content that has value and it's not all promo. That makes sense. Okay, let's, uh, in our last four minutes, I want to talk a little bit more about virtual assistants. So um, I know for a lot of clients, when I say you really need a virtual assistant to handle that, their general feeling is that sounds really overwhelming to try to train someone and bring them on on what I do. Tell me about the onboarding process and is it as painful as it may seem? <laughs> it can be painful if you go about it the wrong way. Um, but yeah, no, I get that question a lot, actually. Um, I definitely, A, you do need to give up control of things in order to alleviate your time, create more freedom and focus on revenue generating tasks in your business. So know that up front. Um, but I'm a strong believer in, uh, you know, you don't have to give up control of everything right off the bat. And, and that is where the overwhelming part is. Um, you know, give up a specific task, let that VA really take that on as they get to know you, build the relationship, build the trust. Um, and then once that's figured out and you're kind of on a roll, bring another task or another project on. And then it's just going to naturally progress, A, the trust, uh, the relationship and, and, you know, me or the VA getting to know that person's business, their target market, what their voice is, how they write things, how they work, how they learn. Um, and then it's just like a natural progression. So don't feel that you have to like, it's, oh my God, in a week you have to give up everything and, and hope for the best and then you know, try to teach the person all this stuff. Cause yeah, that's going to stress you out. That makes perfect. That's excellent. So do you, do you think like starting with social media posts or where do you usually start or is there not a usual? Yeah. Everybody's a little bit different. Like I have a, a new client that's coming on this week actually. Um, and she needs mostly admin support. I'm like, okay, let's have a meeting. Let's start with this. And then, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, blogs and her social media but that's like, okay, let's talk about that, you know, in maybe a month or two down the road. Mm -hmm. um, if it's just, hey, I need you to take on my podcast and all the back end and the project management of it, 
then I already know what the steps are. Hey, I need this from you. Here's what the next steps are. Boom, it's done. Same with social media and posting blogs to their website. Hey, here's what I need. Here's what the first month is going to look like. I really like to lay things out for my clients so they know what to expect. Um, and they know what I need and vice versa. And, and then it's easily done. For more of the clients where I take on a lot of different moving pieces, then again, I sort of let's take things one step at a time and then kind of morph into that as we grow. That sounds pretty, pretty awesome. Sounds like a perfect situation for those that don't have enough time on their hands. Yeah. And some people don't even know, like, what do I give up? Or it's like, let's just have a conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I see that you're really struggling or you hate doing this or you're inconsistent with this and not getting it done. Then, you know, I'll just give suggestions. How about I do this right now? That's awesome. And then take that on. And they're like, and when you feel that weight lifted off and that you can trust peace of mind that XYZ is done, you don't have to worry about it. Then you're like, whoo. Yeah. Even those little nagging things. Like I haven't posted on Facebook for three weeks. Like you feel guilty and it's not that big of a deal, but it's definitely something that's taking up brain power, taking you away from your business, the stress of it. So that's awesome. People that want to start a podcast show and they don't know where to start or what to do. And they're like, oh my God, I have so much to learn. Where do I even start? You know what? Go to a, P, a VA that knows what they're doing and they'll let you know what the beginning steps are and, and implement it for you so that you don't have to deal with all that. That's awesome. Um, and you charge per hour? Um, it, it's a bit of both. So some people I have packages for depending on what kind of projects I take on and then some is hourly. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, Lindsay, um, why don't you tell everybody again, best ways to contact you and find you and anything else you want us to know? For sure. They can find me at ssonlinesupport.com. You can email me at captain at ssonlinesupport.com. And yeah, just I'm happy to have a, a quick conversation with anyone that just is overwhelmed and feeling like things are slipping through the cat cracks and they're not consistent with certain marketing things. And you just, you know, you need to sort of let that stuff go sometimes and let someone take it on for you. So awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. That was another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, I'm One Click Lindsay from trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.